Everyone, I have an announcement. Once upon a time, not long ago, I was a hoe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the Libra Green Show. I would like to thank everybody who decided to listen the first time, my first episode. It was like, what, 45, y'all? Which is awesome to me because it's like the equivalent of having 45 of you guys in my bedroom and just y'all sitting on my not very large bed i can't really accommodate 45 people but you know having y'all sit here and me tell you face to face about the things i'm telling you on the podcast me talking to you about my personal life and things i've learned and my my opinions on music and occasionally film and tv and i would say books but i don't really read yeah but anyway that's cool and you know i um I meant to actually take the opportunity to ask everybody who did listen if there was anything they wanted to hear me talk about, and I ended up only asking one person. So let me put this out here. Now, if you are listening and you think of anything that you would like to hear me talk about, nine times out of ten, either you have my number, because these are mostly people I know listening. So nine times out of ten, you either have my number or you got me on Twitter, Instagram, something. Y'all could you know shoot me a message and be like, you should talk about x y and z and you know i'll probably do it so you know and the one person i did talk to which is my best friend he did tell me what he always wanted to hear me talk about he's selfish he just won't hear me talk about certain things which i don't really think y'all would care about but i'm gonna do it anyway it's music related so that's what i'm about my music related so that's always cool but again thank you all for listening and thank you for listening now if you are listening now um I've had a a decent week, a pretty good week, actually. I mean, I don't really have any details to bore y'all with, not yet anyway, but um, I'm recording soon, be adding another song to my list of completed songs, so that's always wonderful. The album is coming, say it with me, y'all, with me. The album is coming, the album is coming, (gasps) the album is coming, and eventually, you know, I drop a a title or something, and uh album cover when I actually shoot the album cover but that's all beside the point I had a very great conversation with my mother the other day and it wasn't a long one it was maybe like 30 45 minutes I guess it was a decent amount of time but one of the things that stuck out to me aside from me being outside and seeing a big ass rat and me like vocally voicing to her that I just saw a big ass rat what stuck out to me was that like my mother witnessed a lot of the stuff well pretty much all of the stuff considering the fact that I lost my father she lost her husband her you know they were separated but granted I still a husband somebody she cared about dearly so she lost her husband I lost my father so in that month where I went through all that bullshit I went through that was something that she went through too and she watched me go through a lot of the shit I went through. And that at that time I was calling her a lot. I was calling her almost every day and just was like, I was like, Mom, I don't know how I'm gonna make it. Mom, I'm just I'm so this, I'm so that, I'm just this that and the third. And she would just be like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, you know, I wish I could help and because 
there's nothing another person can do for you when you are going through some type of emotional turmoil, when it's like a breakup or essentially, which is what it was. It was related to the breakup and stuff. So a nigga was going through it and she, there was nothing she could do. So eventually I, eventually I did start to get better. It took a while, but you know, that's also beside the point. But all this to say, when I was talking to her, I was able to genuinely say I was happy. And I have not been able to say that to her in a very long time. I was like, you know what, mom? I took a mean pause. And I was just like, you know what? I'm happy. And I was like, it feels really good to be able to tell you that I am happy. There may be a lot of other things going on that I get stressed out about. I get annoyed about. I don't feel like going to work because I don't actually want to work. Most people don't. But I'm happy. And it felt great to tell her that, especially after having to watch her watch me go through the things I went through. So I was very proud of that, being able to tell her that I'm happy for, like, one of the first times in my adult life, you know, I'm not, I'm not that old, so it didn't take me a long time to figure that out and a long time to develop some of the ways of thinking that I've developed because I'm not that old. I'll be 24 in like, what, 12 days, 12, 13, 12 days. Yeah. So oh, 11 days. Damn, I can't count y'all. 11 days. Excuse me. Yeah. But again, that's all beside the point. And one of the things that I actually wanted to discuss tying into, you know, adulthood, my burgeoning adulthood, is owning my sexuality as an adult. That shit is amazing. Let me tell you, I've realized that it's not even about the whole, like, quote unquote, orientation thing and me, you know, coming to terms with the fact that I love niggas I love men that was something I accepted like a very long time ago I was like 14, 15 or something and uh, that was when I accepted it but it's different it's a whole different ball game where I'm at in the whole idea that like when you, when you honestly become an adult and you go through different experiences and you do become sexually involved with different people and different types of people. You, well, you don't always. You can choose to embrace the fact that you are a sexual individual. You know, you, you start to figure out the things you want, the things you don't want. You learn what you like, what you don't like. You get it down to a science almost down to a very you almost get down to like angles you just be like okay like you kiss too far on the left side of my neck I need you to move about a quarter inch over to the right I need you to move 45 degrees okay my leg don't bend back that far things like that you know and I love that I truly truly embrace that in my adulthood that shit is amazing because <laughs> it has allowed me to after being involved with a person involved, it, it, it gives me the, the, the license to be like, hmm, no, okay, that's not, well, that's not happening again. Moving on. Or to be like, hmm, 
that actually wasn't a bad experience. Let me let me call him back. You know, let, let me call him back. Let me call her back real quick. Uh, that's if they actually want that. But and it's not like I didn't know that's what happens as an adult. Just knowing it and experiencing it are two completely different things. So that's you know what one one thing I picked up mentally this week is that that's where where I am as an adult, and I just think that's pretty cool. And you know the other half of that is the other half of embracing your sexuality is embracing the fact that you are a sexual being and you're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want to do with your body with whomever the fuck you want you know as long as it's as long as it's legal you can't be fucking out here arguing and shit that's that's a whole bunch of that's some other shit but you have that right to do whatever the fuck you want to do with your body and once you hit that that uh that i guess that plateau once you have that epiphany and you realize that oh it's lit it's super lit because who it, it, it's honestly it's like the age old question that you hear throughout your entire life you learn it in grade school and the question goes who gonna check me boo that's honestly the question you just need to ask yourself who the fuck is gonna check you as a grown ass man as a grown ass woman who the fuck is supposed to tell you what you can and can't do with your body can nobody tell you that you grown so that's why I put once upon a time not long ago I was a hell I stuck that at the beginning of the podcast because there's a whole thing that comes with embracing it these days and I'm here for I'm here for this whole movement of everybody embracing their sexual beings because that's what you can that's what you can do and don't let anybody tell you otherwise because that's what your body does and that's what your body can do and those are its functions. So why not utilize them and embrace them and share them? Be generous. Be as generous as you want with your body. I encourage you. Be the hoe you want to be. Be the hoe you wish to see. I'm a Marvel president. That's going to be my platform. Which actually reminds me, it's funny because what I'm noticing a lot is that I'm always mentioning how I feel about something. And then I tie it into a song I wrote. I guess that's a good sign because that means I put a lot of myself into my music. But anyway, there's a song that is going to be on the project. It's called Expletive, Expletive, Expletive. Actually, I don't even think it's that many syllables. But anyway, it's it's kind of related to that. It's related to learning yourself sexually and almost like demand not, not really demanding but yeah I guess so I guess I would say demanding it's like knowing what you want and d- saying saying that to, to a person being like you know I need you to do this I want you I need you to do that and I need it to be just like this and I need it to be like that and you know you don't need to be abashed about it be about your shit. And let, let a nigga know. If you, if you ain't doing something right, let a nigga know. Don't waste your time. You can't get that back. And I've definitely seen that. I used to feel like that was more of a cliche. Once you, you lose some time, you really can't get that back. Especially with the way time is going by in this motherfucker. You can't get that back. So don't waste your time on wax sex. Like I have. 
But that's me, though. That's That should be my motto. That's Libra Green going through life, failing at most things so you don't have to. Moving on, I also would like to talk about <laughs> this horrible device I have actually in my right hand. Okay, I'm not going to say it's horrible because it could be worse. It could be an Android. Sorry if I offend any of my Android users. Y'all know what kind of device y'all got. I don't even need, you know, I don't gotta discuss in the detail that you know you have a shitty device no matter what kind of argument you try to make for your shitty device it's a shitty device okay and i have like the lowest grade iphone possible right now and it's still better than having an android i have an iphone se so a lot of people don't even know what an iPhone SE even is, where it came from. Essentially, it's an iPhone 6 in the iPhone 5S's body. Why they did that? I'm not sure. I mean, at least I got 128 gigs. That's what's important. And I had to get this because... Is it story time? Yeah, I guess so. So, when I was going through... That situation I went through months ago, I had to, essentially, there was some major miscommunication issues between someone who shall remain nameless and I, and ultimately, because conversation wasn't extremely pleasant and we had those miscommunications, I felt like I had no other choice but to go get a phone. So... I was at work, I left work, it was time to go, and I was with my friends, we was about to go get smoothies, some smoothie can, it was $5 Friday, I was going to have a good day, I'm like, yes, I just got paid, I just um, bought my MacBook, I got some money left over, you know, it's cool, it's lit, so we about to go to Smoothie King, I get the text, and I'm just like, oh, I was like, y'all, what am I going to do? I was like, I need to go get a fucking phone. They was like, well, you know, AT&T and T-Mobile are down the street. So we go down the street, go to T-Mobile, and I go in there and I tell the guy, I'm just like, I need a phone. He's like, okay, well, you know, let's take some of your information and see what we can do for you. Now, I went to T-Mobile because I felt like T-Mobile was my best bet. I have fucked up credit, okay? My credit is fucked up. And I've had T-Mobile. Hell, T-Mobile would be one of the reasons my credit is fucked up. However, that was May. Since then, I've gotten like two or three accounts off my credit. So it's a work in progress. But needless to say, again, that my credit is fucked up. I, uh, I gave him my information. He starts to run it. And I'm honestly thinking because I had T-Mobile before... And I had an outstanding balance with them from when I had my phone number snatched and um, brought it to Verizon. I was thinking that I wasn't going to be able to even get a phone. They was going to be like, oh, yeah, you have a balance with us. You can't have a phone. Fuck you. Get your black ass out. But they didn't say that, thankfully. So the dude was like, okay, so this is what we can approve you for. And he was like, you know, how much money would you have today to put a phone down or put down on a phone? If I would have known, I would not have bought my MacBook. But, you know, when I tell y'all, I was like, this close to getting a fucking Android. 
I was just going to have to bite that bullet and get a galaxy. I was like, I, with tears in my eyes, mouth was foaming. I was about to cry. I was like, I was like, well, I can, I can get that. He was like, well, there is the option for the iPhone SE. I was like, fuck, book it. The fuck? I was like, I don't give a fuck. I was like, it's an iPhone, isn't it? I was like, give me the fucking phone. But I ended up paying like $350 that day just for this fucking phone. I mean, I was happy it was 128 gigs. I was happy to have a phone in my name again and, you know, all types of shit like that. But I had to put down $350. So at the time, that was... Considering what I needed to get done the rest of the week and, you know, with my my savings and ultimately that was all I could afford to do at that particular time. And I just, I don't hate it. It's just so small. And I sit here and hold on to this little ass phone with two hands looking stupid, two hands. And the phone is so small. Like I put it up against people's like six the pluses and sevens and I just be like this is a little ass baby ass phone and I don't appreciate it I feel disrespected by my phone and then this shit got the nerve to be acting up I feel really disrespected and violated by this phone so I'm in the market for a new phone needless to say especially with the eight and the x and all that shit that I'm out I will take a 6s at this point, I really would. I don't know why I have not bought one yet. Maybe because I have other priorities. But this is slowly but surely moving up on the priority list. It might just jump past rent. So my priority list is like my album, Chicken. Honestly, Chicken comes before the album. Don't tell nobody. I told you all that. It's like Chicken, the album... Something else, something else, then rent and other bills, then the phone. And the phone is slowly starting to move up. The phone will probably jump past rent before you know it. But yes, that's my uh, my rant on that. That's that on that. I just know that I need a new phone. I just need a new phone. I can't deal with this anymore. So, something interesting happened. I got, a short while ago, I just got a notification from the G-Daddy app on my phone. If you're not familiar with it, it is similar to Tinder. It looks just like Tinder, actually. Well, pretty similar. It might be owned by the same people. It's probably not. But basically, it's to find a sugar daddy. Yes, it's to find a sugar daddy. So you get on there, you make your profile, you make either whether you're a potential sugar daddy or you're a potential sugar baby. You put your location, you know, all the stuff, the stuff you're interested in. You know, you build the profile up all nice, nice. And, you know, me personally, when I made my profile, I just was like, yeah, you know, I had to be me. Like, I don't want it to just be, you're not just going to smut me out. I'm not going to be like, yeah, I want your money and fuck me. You know, I'm going to chill. 
I was like, yeah, I like long walks on the beach and things like that. And, you know, I like to comb my hair. I like Chipotle and I like kale salad. I shop at Whole Foods. I love yoga pants and Ugg boots and things like that, you know. So I'm just layering it on thick. But at the same time, I'm being myself. So I always forget I have it. But a few times I get on it, I'm like, oh, no, he's a cute old man. This is cute. Oh, he's attractive. Let me swipe left, swipe right, all this shit. So one of the times I got a match, I was like, oh, bet it's lit. You know, when Tinder, when you match with somebody and you have the option to send them a message, they can send you a message and so forth, you know, it either ends or begins right there that's pretty cut and dry right right but with this fucking app you match with somebody and you can't even message them because they want you to pay for it bitch if i'm seeking a sugar daddy clearly i ain't got it why i'm finna pay y'all to talk to this old white man and see i just got a notification a little while ago i ain't been on the app in like Two months. Okay, I'm lying. Two weeks. Maybe three. Okay, maybe three. So I get a notification. It's like you got a message from so-and-so. I'm like, oh, wow, that's funny. I forgot I had that profile. So I open it, and I I look at it. The guy is attractive. He's an older white guy. He's bald, beard, muscular. And it looks like it's letting me send a message. I'm like, hmm. I was like, now watch. When I press send the shit gonna pop up and try to make me pay for it. So I hit sin and it's like, yeah, um, look at our exclusive features and all this shit like that. And I'm like, see, I'm not stupid. So I look on the dude's page some more and it says he lives in Los Angeles, California. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers tried to trick me. They tried, they don't know how, to, how stupid they thought I was, but they tried to bait me into paying for that fucking app. I already pay $9.99 a month for Tinder. I shouldn't have said that out loud. So we're going to pretend, Your Honor, I'd like to strike that from the record. We're going to pretend that I didn't say that I'm paying for an app that's free. Anyway, yeah, I'm not not playing with y'all. I'm not going to be like, who got the, who, who got the motherfucking the time like I, I just no so that's definitely that on that like y'all y'all got me all the way fucked up i should just delete the app actually because ain't shit really happening on there just delete my profile and uh you know find a sugar daddy the old-fashioned way hanging out at bars taking drinks from old men Things of that nature. I would also like to take a moment to share some familiar words of poetry that I think you all may have learned. Um, I want to do this right. Because it's very, very important to, you know, our culture as young Americans, young black Americans, young whoever. It's, it's important to us as people that we 
remember these words and I'm not going to do a lot of it, but I'm just going to do a fraction, a small fraction of it. <clears throat> Said, little bitch, you can't fuck with me if you wanted to. Now, get this. These expensive, these is red bottoms. These is bloody shit. My bitch did it, y'all. Belkalese did it. My bitch is number. I just we did it, guys, together. I when when I when I found that out, and I think I was at work. I felt like my song was number one. Okay, not not exactly, but I just you want to talk about something being for the culture, man. I just I'm so proud. I just. I just, and I just feel like, like I said on Twitter, I just like, this is justice for all those uh, female rap songs that peaked at number two. And there's so many of them. You got Magic Stick. You got Work It. Work It was number two for 10 weeks behind fucking Eminem. Fucking, I mean, not to lose yourself wasn't an amazing song, but I will never admit that again. And also Eminem is another Libra. So, you know, that's cool, I guess. But work it like damn i just wish for one week she could have got her ass up there and just put her thing down flipped it and reversed it for a week or two because it clearly wasn't my feminine flag yet but work it really is like that's that's some some fucking greatness that song is everything like missy did that but and i remember her saying those 10 weeks were the 10 worst weeks of her life my poor baby i just wanted to you know i just wanted to hold her after reading that, she said that. But anyway, Bodak Yellow, the number one single. Like, I just, I just, I love, I just love being able to say that. What do you listen to? Oh, the number one single in the country for as long as I possibly can. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be falling because the thing about it is she's still gaining lots of airplay. Like, it, it wasn't even airplay that made her number one. Like, the airplay is, is steadily, steadily increasing. So this could last for a while. This honestly could last for a while. I just need, I need Taylor Swift to stay away from her. Stay far away from her. Because you saw what happened when she got, she didn't really get close to Nikki, but you see what happened when she acknowledged Nikki. She acknowledged Nikki for like five seconds and then pound the alarm happened. And we had to deal with that. We had to deal with pills and pork skins and shit. Why? It's all Taylor's fault. And pills and pork skins was probably the lesser of some of the evils that Miss Minaj has forced upon us. Must. Yeah. All because this hoe wanted to sing Super Bass. Not that Super Bass wasn't a great song. But, hell, that's another song that probably should have been number one. But I'll... I'll keep my feelings about that to myself. But yes, very proud. Very proud of Cardi B. I'm excited for this album, though. That's supposed to be coming out in October, which, well, October 1st is tomorrow. I don't know. I'm excited. I don't know what uh, what she's going to be giving me on this album, but if it's anything like her mixtapes, like Forever and songs like that, it's going to be pretty lit, and I'm here for it. But I'm definitely, definitely proud of Cardi B. I really am. Speaking more about music, 
I also took an opportunity. I listened to a couple albums within the last couple days, actually. Not even in the last week. Like, within the last two or three days, I listened to uh, Fergie's album. I listened to Tamar's album. And something made me go listen to Tamia's last album, Love Life. Now, you want to talk about somebody who never got to make a huge impact but has been relatively consistent with good music, a great voice and Tamia is definitely that. Like Tamia can sing her fucking face off and she's beautiful and her music has always been really good and she uh and when she dropped her last album, when she put her single Sandwich in a Soda out uh, was produced by what Oak and Pop. I was in love with that song. It was a bop, and I was like, okay, she was giving you know some sex appeal, and it was it was annoying because people who clearly never really pay her much attention was like, oh, this is new for her and whatever. I'm like, nah. I'm like, she always served a little bit of sex, a, a side dish of sex, a little sex on the side, and um, the album was really good. And if there's one thing I gathered from that album. That woman is in love with Grant Hill. She's in love with her husband. But it was a really good album, man. She's yeah, she's always been consistent and it was weird because I remember even finding out she was signing to a major label. She signed to Def Jam to release the album. And that was like, wow, this is backwards. She's been independent all those years. And I started looking into stuff and it looks like that album did even better than it did when she was independent. So shout out to her. I would like, I think she's working on a new album, so I'll definitely be, I'll, it won't take me a good year or two to listen. That's a problem. Like, you ever plan to listen to something, and then, like, a year goes by, two years go by, three years go by, you're like, fuck, I still never listened to this album. One day I'm gonna get around to it. That's like, my, my best friend Cameron will tell you that he had to hound me to listen to Maya's last album, Smooth Jones, which, excuse me, her Grammy-nominated album, Smooth Jones, which was a phenomenal album, but he had to keep reminding me. I just kept forgetting. I had other shit to listen to, like, things when, certain things, when they first come out, you just jump on it, and that was not one of them, but I definitely did not regret listening to it, because Maya did that on the long list of things that Maya has done. That has always been number one because Maya has always done that. Talk about another Libra. Birthday's one day before mine. Have y'all seen her? Like, she, every time I see an Instagram post or picture or video of hers, I second guess my diet. I'm like, damn, maybe I really should be a vegan if I'm going to be looking like that. Because I just, I can't. I just, I literally cannot wear her. But anyway, yes, I also said I listened to Fergie's album. Um, I didn't watch the videos because I listened on Spotify, and Spotify ain't had the videos, but I think they're all on Vivo or something like that, so I'll have to watch them later. But um, I, I, heard a lot, I saw a lot of people say it was trash. I actually enjoyed it. It was a, it was a pretty good album. It, it was kind of reminiscent of The Duchess. I could tell there might have been some intentional not necessarily recreation of the duchess album but like i could tell there was 
you know. I mean, and she worked with like some of the same people. She grabbed Toby Gadigan, Will I Am is on the album, of course, and Polo. But Milf Money was my shit. What I do love about the album is that she included those early singles. She dropped, and you know, back in like the, I would say 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, people, artists was good for that, dropping multiple singles. And then be like, nah, just playing. That was a promo single. Sierra, Kelly Rowland. Like, just because the single is flop. If y'all don't stand by these flop singles, because sometimes those be the best songs of a whole era. Like, I would still never forgive Kelly Rowland for not putting a grown woman on. I can't even remember which album that was. Uh, Here I am. There I was. There I go, there I go, there I go. No. Um, but no, she, I remember Neo wrote that and Stargate produced it. She sang her fucking ass off on that song too. And I play it all the time. That was a good ass song. And Sierra is good for that too. Like uh, Sweat, that was a good ass song. I mean, it was a bop. It had 2 chains on it. Grammy Award winning rapper, 2 chains. But it was a great song. It could have made the album, but... But yes, back to Fergie. She included L.A. Love, La La, and, uh, wait. Did I add some extra words to that? I probably did. Anyway, um, that's a good-ass song, a bop. And uh, Milf Money, two great songs. And it's not like they were complete flops, but uh, the album was pretty solid. I was I was proud of her. <laughs> it brought me to uh, the whole point of thinking about her name actually being Fergie Dumel. Like, she literally changed her first name to Fergie. And I'm like, okay, now that her, and I tweeted about this as well, now that her and Josh Dumel have split, is she going to change her last name? Well, I mean, they're not divorced, but if they get a divorce, would she change her last name back to Ferguson? Because that would make her Fergie Ferguson. And I just find that hilarious. She would literally be Fergie Ferg. And I just, I had me a good ass laugh about that. There's nothing better than when you crack yourself the fuck up. I had a whole knee slapping moment at that. I was like, she would be Fergie Ferg. I just had a good ass laugh at that. But yes, congratulations to Fergie. Oh, they definitely play her. I'm still thinking about how... What was it? Today's show she was on and they were telling her her album was number one. And I mean, it was number one on pop. So maybe that was either A, a mistake or B, what they meant. But uh, I mean, she got on Twitter thanking people. So clearly by then she had to have known the actual truth. But when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, she really is number one. And everybody was like, no, she's number seven. I was like, oh, OK, well. Her album is independent, so that's great. Although I would say it's had a pretty lengthy rollout, which has been promotion in itself. But honestly, I think she sold, what is she, what is she 15, 15 to 18? I think she sold what about she would if she was still signed to Interscope. So that's that's neither here nor there, but Fergie's album was good. Okay, speaking to independent artists, we have Tamar Braxton. What is that album? Blue Bluebirds of Bluebell Ice Cream Happiness. Bluebirds of Happiness. Bluebird of Happiness. So that my man song, right? I wasn't a fan of it at first. 
and then I was in a car with a friend of mine, and he played it, and I was like, okay, that was probably what my second time hearing it. I was like, I do like this song a little bit more. I mean, I heard it half the time, and then I heard the studio recording during her BT Award performance. <laughs> yeah, I uh, heard it then, and I was like, I don't really like this song like that. But the album is actually really good. It was actually really, really good. And I was like, this is this is good. It's not to me it's not her best album. I still personally feel like Love and War is her best album. Some people say Calling All uh, Calling All Lovers. I was gonna say Calling All Hearts. That's a Keisha Cole album that I still have not listened to. See, that's what I'm talking about. I was supposed to listen to that album when it came out in what, 2010? It's almost eight years now. One day I'm gonna listen to that. But anyway. Yeah, somebody I follow on Twitter. Who was that? Alex. Yes. Some, someone I follow on Twitter. And he was saying that you can make the perfect Tamar album if you take tracks from all three of the albums. And I'm like, you know what? That's actually brilliant because I. the funny part was I actually said the same thing to myself with the last two. But yeah, if you was to take bits and pieces from each one, oh, shit. The album would be amazing because you have songs like Tiptoe and One on One Fun on the first album. And you got like All the Way Home, which is that song is like flawless. There's a bunch of actually really good songs on the first album, but you have um, The One, which of course produced by Annoying Ass Youngberg, also known as Hitmaker. I, I, would, I would work with him. He's a decent producer. Don't tell him I said that. He's about as annoying as Bow Wow. Anyway. Um, yeah, and then on the second album, you'll take, like, Catfish and uh, Making Love and S.O.N., which was still for Sex Over Nonsense, and then, you know, you got the songs from the current album, I don't remember them titles off the top of my head, but it's a pretty great album, so I was, mm, I'm, I'm here for it, that's that's great, but uh, this whole situation about it being her last album and her saving her marriage... I just, I cringed. Every time I saw that shit go through my timeline, I just, that's not a, oof. I was like, well, more more power to you because I will say there is nothing worse than feeling desperate to save a relationship based on experience. There is nothing, when you, when you feel down and desolate and just and I don't I don't necessarily say that's how she feels because I don't I don't know the girl we ain't friends or nothing but that's and I didn't click on the story or watch any videos either so this is purely based on the strength of me reading the actual headline or whatever I read but I, I always thought she wanted to sing and be a star and you know, win Grammys and have number one singles and albums. I thought that was the dream, but hey, when you when you feel like you got to do what you got to do to protect it, and then that whole TMZ story came out about uh, Vince owing Sony like three point four million dollars. I was like, ooh, dirty shovel. But that's beside the point. Also, with the uh, new albums. So, I noticed that because with the Grammy submissions... Oh, that's a perfect segue. Let me pat myself on the back. 
with the Grammy submissions being due September 30th, that uh, you know how people put their albums out just before, like Solange did it last year. Tamar has done it more than once. Um, Pink was, if I, I think it was Pink, was supposed to be out this Friday or just this past Friday, and I realized that her album did not come out. So I guess they pushed her album back, which probably so they can get another hit, a, a good, like, solid hit single. But I don't know. I was wondering about it as far as Grammy submissions go because I remember um, people were, you know, everybody gets into these discussions about who do you think is going to be nominated, which I'll get into in a second. <clears throat> and, uh, like, with the pop vocal album category... And I was like, oh, well, you know, Pink's album is going to be out. So, you know, they love people like Pink. And I thought about Kelly Clarkson, but her album don't come out till October either. So I really don't know who's, who's doing what, but it's already going to be a tough category for the following year with Kelly Clarkson. And you got Pink and shit. That's just them, too. Who, who you know who else is coming? Oh, yeah, I forgot Miley's album just came. I didn't listen to that. Um, Demi Levi did not listen to that. I will though, especially Demi because they're y'all really blowing smoke up her ass with this album. Not that it's I'm using that term not in a negative way. I'm just y'all really gassing it up, and I, it probably is good. So I look forward to listening to it. And I know she's been really trying to fight to get her Grammy. So that'd be nice if she was to win, but it ain't happening. It's going that shit is going to Bruno. Pop vocal album is. Most likely going to Bruno. As a matter of fact, when nominations come out, I'm going to do like probably uh, in, ad- in addition to the, the podcast, I'll probably do like a, a post and list my picks of who I feel is going to win and shit like that. Because, you know, people put effort into stuff like fantasy football. I'm like, well, shit, I can do something. I like award shows. So, yeah, so... Yeah, pop vocal album. I feel uh, Lord came out. Um, got Britney. I don't but see. Then you know, it's a, always a toss up. Who knows if they'll nominate like Britney? Hell, even like JoJo. Who knows? And Fifth Harmony. I don't necessarily see any of these people getting nominated. But then there's gonna be like, oh yeah, Ed Sheeran. See, like I don't have the time for Ed Sheeran. Or fucking like, and Bruno's album was amazing, so I would hope he wins it over Ed Sheeran. That's just because I don't really like Ed Sheeran like that, because he annoys the shit out of me. But, um, you know, you got Song and Record of the Year. I hope Despacito does not sweep. I'm going to be annoyed as fuck. Let me tell y'all that now. I'm going to be ranting. I'm going to go off. I'm calling up the Recording Academy and being like, what's up? Y'all got to square the fuck up right now. But, I mean, it didn't even hit me until just now that that's a thing. But then uh, the shape of you, another fucking Ed Sheeran. Um, I don't know what song Bruno's going to submit. I really don't know which which one he's going to he's gonna try. To, I think you can, I think you can submit more than one, though. Even though I think that, from what I told, I was told it splits the vote, so... I don't really know, but um, you got Wild Thoughts. That could be been like I could see Wild Thoughts being a record of the year. Maybe that'd be dope, right? Um, and then of course you got Kendrick. This is this is a lot going on. See, I I get stressed out. This is when my my skin starts to to break out in hives. Not for real, for real. But around Grammy season, cause y'all niggas be stressing me out. 
because mm-hmm. I have no idea who gonna be nominated. I'm always honestly, I'm low key always disappointed. But then there's always like the one I'm really like happy and shocked for, like when Maya got nominated or when Elle got nominated for refill for best R&B song a couple years ago. And um, yeah, you know, hashtag justice for Kiss It Better because Maxwell going to have to come up off that Grammy. I've been talking about this the last couple of days. He going to have to come up off that Grammy because I have fallen in love with that song all over again. And like I was a stan for that song before we even got it. Like I remember when she was in the studio, when Randall was in the studio with, with Nuno Betancourt and we got that, uh, that little snippet and they was playing the guitar. And then when um, crazy ass John Glass, has anybody checked on him? Is John Glass still with us? John Glass, John, John Glass still with us? Cause um, that nigga was frightening. Or as Rihanna said, a psychotic fuck. <laughs> I was sad. When I saw that, I was sure we wasn't getting the song. I was like, fuck. She don't want nothing to do with him. This song ain't going to be on the album. I was like, well, they might as well sell it to Selena Gomez. And then that anti-track list came out. And I think I literally cried when I saw it on there. And I listened. That was the first song I went to listen to was Kiss It Better. I just was, I was swaying back and forth. I was in tears. I was like, <laughs> I was speaking in tongues. I just, I had it. So Maxwell's going to have to come up off that Grammy. Now, the whole, oh, you know, best new artist before I even move on to R&B and stuff like that. I don't even, who was even new at this point? Like, y'all going to have to tell me. If you make it this far, because we at, well, 45 minutes. Yeah, I need somebody to text me, tweet me, tell me. I don't even know who's new that could be. I'm sure it's somebody I like, and I'm not. Oh, SZA. See? I knew it was somebody. Oh, of course. How could I forget SZA? <sighs> I really hope. I'm sure she's going to get some nominations, or at least one something. Love galore. They But they got to do the submissions right, too, though. But, um, yeah, maybe she... Nominated for Best New Artist, and then uh, I don't really know who else. Maybe it would be dope as shit if they nominate Cardi B. Like, Stranger Things have happened, so I could totally see it happening. Um, I don't really know who else is new. There probably are a bunch of people I'm not thinking of, but I can't think of, like, any new pop people, you know, like, but, you know, they changed the rules a couple times for the best new artist. So a lot of people can still be new artists. Uh, I don't know. But as far as a pop collaboration, before I move on to R&B, pop collaboration for a duo and groups and shit. Um, oh, no. I don't. Is that category still separated? See, I don't even know if they've even... Um, cause they, they make so many changes and you know, that's another thing. I'm not even sure what changes they made for this year. You know, I would have to do my research. Let me do that right now as I talk to y'all and honestly would like to see fifth harmony with when, uh, or at least get a Grammy nomination. I know a lot of people don't like them, think they can't sing. First of all, they're all really good singers. I would say they all need work, but I mean, who doesn't need work? 
Uh, Normani is an amazing dancer, and she has a nice voice and can carry it too. She's not a strong vocalist, but she's a great performer, and she's a sweetheart, and she's beautiful. And I mean, you know, that's enough, right? Right? Okay, yes, the award is Best Pop Duo Group Performance. So, yeah, I don't really, I can't I can't even think of any, like, collaborations. Again, I mean, hell, Despacito probably going to be right in that category right there. So, there goes that. But I just hate when you have your real critically acclaimed songs or albums or artists. and But you just got, like, those monster hits that's probably going to, like, wipe it out completely. Like, um... And cheer and shape of you and Despacito, but it would be nice if uh, Cardi and Bodak Yellow got some nominations. Okay, I think I can move on to R&B now because R&B is a lot to deal with. Those categories stress me the fuck out every year because then it's always like half shit I haven't bothered to listen to. And then you get like you get like the older R&B artists or like the neo soul or the more. They're like independent or they used to be like me. Like um some Layla Hathaway or something. Or you have like Tyrese. That's another album I was supposed to listen to. But I worked at a music store when that was out, so I kinda heard it then. Don't really remember what it sounded like. But anyway. Um I feel like somebody older just dropped an album that was really good. But I'm probably making shit up again. But, like, as far as the R&B albums, I don't even know. Ever since, honestly, they owe Jasmine big. Like, especially for a reality show. That album was fucking phenomenal. I mean, all of her albums have been amazing. So, they, they owe her big time. Do they, do they do, like, retroactive Grammys? Like, who do we see about retroactive Grammys? That's also how I feel about Ashanti's debut album, Winning Over Full Moon. But... That's a conversation for another day because I stand for Ashanti at the time and I only like really, really liked Brandy. And I had Full Moon and Ashanti's album. Actually, I loved Brandy then, but that's a whole nother conversation because I do love Ashanti's first album. But I'll fight, we can fight about this later. So, what is it? Urban Contemporary? Let me scratch my head on that. Um, I don't even remember everything that's come out. Like, again, y'all gonna have to share some things with me because the only thing I can think of is SZA. Because I know they're not gonna nominate Tanisha for Night, right? That's the only thing I can think of. Oh, yeah, Kalani. So maybe they'll nominate her. Another album I have not listened to. But that's different because I have not planned on listening to Kalani. So distraction is my shit, though. Maybe they'll nominate that for like best R&B performance or R&B song or something. But, uh, you know, with Tamar's album just coming out, they'll probably nominate that. Um, I don't see TLC's album getting nominated. It's a good album. It's good. It's my least favorite, but it's good. Because I love all of TLC. To me, TLC does not have a bad album, per se. But this is probably my least favorite. And that's fine. It had, definitely has some gems on it. It could have been better. I wish the album cover situation would have happened differently. But I bought it. 
you know, I love my girls. More power to them. I know they're trying to get that Vegas residency going. Hope that works out for them. I'd go see them. That'd be cool. I think they can do it. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen for them. Why the fuck not? But yeah, I don't really see that album. Um, I forgot. Latoya dropped her album. Still haven't listened to that. I'd be slacking, y'all. I'd be slacking big time. But I'm just really... the uh, Oh, the, the Daniel Caesar guy, right? Y'all like him? I haven't listened to that album. But I know that it's probably... You know, it might, might get nominated. That'd be cool, right? I don't... Um, that makes me feel like, it makes me wonder, what the fuck have I been listening to if I don't listen to anything and I listen to music? I guess because I've been listening to older things, but I have a mixture of newer things in there, but I don't really know. I just, honestly, I think all of this is to say I need Scissor to win. And I don't know if Solange pulled some hokey pokey Turn yourself about, put your left album in, you take your left album out, you put your vinyl in, then you shake that shit about, you do Grammy submissions and they nominate your ass. Hopefully, that's what happens. Because I've seen, again, I've seen Stranger Things happen, but I think the album should be nominated and it should have been nominated last year, but that's also beside the point. I just, that was a great album that she put together and put out. I'm just happy. Excuse me. Where are my manners? Grammy Award winning artist, Solange. So sorry. I should have said that. Where are my fucking manners? But I I know there's some, there are ways you can do it. Like there was, I don't remember, I think it was a rock band at some point. They, uh, oh, speaking of rock, I need Paramore to sweep. Sweep the rock categories. Just take them all. But that's beside the point. But I think it was a rock band. They, uh, to make the Grammy submission deadline, like a year or two ago, they put the vinyl out like almost like two months ahead of their album, which is so strange. But just so they can make the Grammy deadline, it was like two months ahead. And the actual album didn't come out to November, which is funny because these days it's usually the opposite where the album is out and then the vinyl comes out weeks later. And I don't know why that is, why they do that, but um, I don't know. But I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting a lot of people that should be nominated or in my opinion should be. I'm sure I have the opinion, but. I just <laughs> can't remember my opinion right now. I also didn't eat anything today. So as soon as we wrap this up here, I'm going to go get something to eat because I love food. But that's beside the point. Oh, speaking of which, okay, I promised that was accidental. I wasn't trying to connect food to DJ Khaled, but I forgot he dropped an album. So he, I'm almost certain they'll throw him in like the best rap album. And then, like, Wild Thoughts, um, Shining. I feel like Shining should be in uh, the best rap song performance category. Even though the best rapper on that song was Beyonce Knowles. And speaking of Beyonce Knowles, I had to talk about Mejente for a second and how... My scalp has been bleeding for the last 24 to 48 hours because 
she came through and scalped me yet again. And I don't don't appreciate it. I, mean, I need to learn how to say my scalp is bleeding in Espanol. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to pull up Google Translate. And I'm just going to... Matter of fact, I'll probably write a song called My Scalp is Bleeding. And then I'll just translate the whole thing to Spanish. Because I don't think it's fair for... And, and it's funny because somebody was like, y'all chill, she only had one verse. And I'm like, you know, she did only have one verse. But it's not just a verse and it's the chorus, but... Okay, I just looked up how to say it. I'm going to have to practice that and I'm going to come back for episode three. And I'm going to say, my scalp is bleeding in Spanish because this is going to take a second. But anyway, yeah, it was like... And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really... I'm glad that it's for... Uh, it's for... Well, a great cause for it to help out all of our hurricane victims, friends and family and things like that. And if it feels good to be able to listen to music and do your part, you know, and I just urge everybody to make sure when you donating, when you are, make sure it's legit. Make sure the money and the things are going to the right place. And I was watching some stuff on the news and they were talking about how people were donating things and, well, things. And it just, it wasn't even making it there fast enough. Like they were moving really slow. Like they were showing video of trucks upon trucks upon trucks upon trucks upon trucks of items that are supposed to be going to these people who need it. And the trucks were just sitting there. I'm like, what the fuck? Do they do y'all need people? Maybe they need more people than they need objects right now. So I'm like, if that's the case, somebody needs to be, you know, communicating. And it's just it's frustrating to see it, which is and that happens with a lot of stuff to me. That's why I'm so silent on so much stuff. Because I just I get so irritated and frustrated. And I I, cause I I'm so sensitive. I feel everything so much and I get upset or I'll get angry or I'll just or to the point where I even get numb because I feel those things so much. But it is great to see my president, our president. I have multiple presidents, so one of my many beautiful black presidents, Beyonce, and Rena, of course, and Rihanna, doing you know such amazing things for all the victims. But you know, I've been donating when I could and where I could and where I can and. You know, just doing what I can, and it's never, it's never enough. You know, if you feel like you've done enough, you could always probably do more because this is just like legendary devastation, which also reminds me of Facebook. So if anybody has a birthday coming up, Facebook does have these, like those fundraising options where you can say you can do a fundraiser for your birthday and it'll end like, I think either on your birthday or you can have it end after your birthday where it could encourage your Facebook friends to donate to a, like a foundation or a charity or non-for-profit organization of your choosing, which I think is so fucking dope of Facebook. You know, they have like a long list. You just type them in and you know, they'll come up. So I'm actually going to do the JDRF, which is the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, because obviously I'm diabetic. For those who do not know, it's not really obvious, I guess, especially considering it's not even obvious to people I spend days with because I don't talk about it that much. 
But, you know, I would love for, I would love for them to find a cure because I was very young when I was diagnosed with diabetes. I was 12, 11. I think I was 12. Yeah, I was 12 years old when I was diagnosed with diabetes. And I turned 24 in, what did we say? 11 days? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's like half my life now. And I still am not under great control and I think it partially comes from me being a teenager, a kid, and all that shit when I was diagnosed because I was still... And, you know, I had more structure with it when I was in high school because I would have to go to the nurse immediately after lunch and stuff like that, but or before and after, so I had more structure. But I was eating whatever, damn near whatever the fuck I wanted. I mean, I still do. But I'm such a huge, like, I was huge. I have a, everybody know who knows me knows I have a horrible sweet tooth. And people say, you know, everybody does. I'm like, nah, not everybody. I have a nasty ass sweet tooth. Like, it's to the point where I realize that I crave sweetness in all of my meals and all of the things I eat. So if I'm looking at a menu and I see 10 different flavors of chicken wings, I'm more likely going to go for honey barbecue than I am for lemon pepper. Also, because most lemon pepper wings I don't like. But that's beside the point. But so, okay, say maybe they have their buffalo. Okay, buffalo and honey barbecue. I like buffalo wings, but I will go for honey barbecue because I like sweet things. So I would more likely go for that type of stuff because I have a nasty ass sweet tooth. Like my dad never helped it at all because he would stay like we, I used to have a, like a snack cake of the, of the moment, I guess. And he would just always know to buy it for me. Like for the longest, it was strawberry shortcakes, which are still my fucking favorite. I can fuck up a whole box of them shits still to this day. So he would either go, he'd give me like a strawberry shortcake, a guzzler and some chips, or just a strawberry shortcake or two strawberry shortcakes. And then at some point it was honey buns. At some point it was cosmic brownies. At some point it was oatmeal cream pies. So that was like, that's just something I look forward to. That just also reminds me of how much I miss my dad. I miss him very much. But yeah, stuff like that. Like it, it fed the, <laughs> the sweet tooth I had. So I just would like to donate to the JDRF. I really think it's important because I would like to help find a cure for diabetes. I also, my sister was telling me that they've been doing like some of the final testings for an artificial pancreas. So maybe it'll happen in my lifetime and I can stop taking insulin someday. That would be nice, right? Wouldn't have to worry about injecting myself with needles every time I eat something or shit like that. So that would be cool. And I wouldn't have to worry so much about insurance. I can't even begin to tell y'all that how insurance has forced me to stay in some of the most uncomfortable situations, the most unbearable jobs, you know, when I could just walk up and leave if it was any other thing. But because I need, 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 hell, I don't even have insurance at this moment because I'm, I'm not really in between jobs. My insurance is in between jobs. Um, shout out to me for moving from one job to the next seamlessly. But, you know, that's another conversation for another day. But 
I, uh, yeah, insurance is important for me. So I would like to be able to help cure or find a cure for diabetes, especially type one, especially type one, because it's not fun. Although type, I would say type two is worse. Type one is worse simply because you're more likely to have to take insulin with type one. My mom has type two and she does take insulin. So, and that's another thing about her. She voiced to me recently some health stuff. And I'm like, do I have to fly up there and like square up with her? Because I will fight my mother because she's playing with me and she's playing with her health. So if anybody want to come with me, you know, we can square up with my mother, take her out. Woo, woo, bop, 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 upside the head. You know, we're going we to have to scrap because she playing with me. But, yes, yeah, so ultimately, I'm going to put that up. If you have me as a friend on Facebook, um, you know, if you want to donate, that would be nice. Help cure the children's health. Help cure me. I would like to get rid of diabetes. But, there, I mean, there are worse problems, worse medical problems that people have. So, that's neither here nor there, but I am going to stop talking all y'all's ears off. This has gone on really longer than I expected it to. I love you all dearly. Thank you all for listening, and I must leave you with this. Hashtag justice for Tinashe. That's the end? Yes, Janet, that's the end.